0: Hello everybody, welcome to my channel or back to my channel as it may be. I'm TJ and welcome to New Zealand Mysteries. If you're new around here and wondering why I look so bloody ridiculous, it's just because I don't like my face on YouTube. I have great anxiety about it. Now today's case is about a beautiful woman this one here Francesca Martin who is missing Um, but just before we get into this case I just wanted to mention a couple of things I have found that trying to find out missing people in New Zealand is so extremely hard it really is there is no database apart from the 20 or so that are on uh, the police website they're all the ones that are well-known mostly. Um, you've really got to dig or happen to chance on stories. and Or hopefully people go to nzmissing at gmail.com and send me either missing persons case suggestions or unsolved uh, homicide suggestions. That would be great. When I do find some that haven't been talked about, there can be sometimes one or two articles and they may be half a page and they may be same and copy each other. So it really doesn't give me much to work on or to make a video. But what I did find is an article which gives us a brief rundown of how many people are missing in New Zealand at any one time. So we'll have a quick look at that. So here we are at the nzherald.co.nz. Uh, looks like they got the story from the Bay of Plenty Times. Analesk is the journalist published in 2021 in January, so just this year. More than 450 men, women and children are listed as missing in New Zealand. With some, uh, people reported by their families up to almost 90 years ago with no sign of them since. In the past five years, more than 66,000 New Zealanders have been reported missing and while most are found within a few days, some have simply vanished. From 2015 to November 17, 2020, police received 66,442 missing person reports. Of those, 66,329 were located. Figures obtained under the Official Information Act revealed. The rest remain on an elusive missing person list, haha, <laughs> elusive, I told you, uh, which stretches back to 1932. In 2020 alone, there were 8,303 people reported missing to police and while most have been located, there are still some whose families and friends are still searching and desperate for information, sightings and answers. Um, There was actually a reporter... uh, I can't remember, I've seen it on Facebook or something like a few weeks ago who was trying to find cases to make a sort of missing person database or list because there aren't any apart from those 20 or so that the police put on the website we just have to go and try and find them ourselves kind of thing or hope that family members go to the media um, wanting to find their loved ones. So really, really difficult. Now let's go into our case for today. So here we are at, excuse me, stuff.co.nz, and it says, The Lost, Whatever Happened to Fran Martin? This article is by Paloma Magoni, and this was 2017. Now, The Lost is actually a Radio New Zealand podcast, and I'm going to have the link down below in the description box, so if you want to actually listen to the details rather than me telling them, I don't know, it doesn't make any difference really, um, you can do that. But the information is here in this article, so let's take a look. Bob Martin has spent 13 years, his savings and much of his pension looking for his daughter. When she disappeared in 2005, the 79-year-old combed the reserves along State Highway 1 between Hamilton and Telpo. He put flyers up in Putaruru and Tokoroa. He dug on land because psychics told him that's where she'd be. Now let's take a look at uh, where this happens. So it's in Hamilton, which I'll show you on the map in a moment. Hamilton is a city in the North Island of New Zealand, located on the banks of the Waikato River. It is the seat and most populous city of the Waikato region. With a territorial population of 176,500, it is the country's fourth most populous city. Hamilton is part of the wider Hamilton urban area, which also encompasses the nearby towns of Narawahia, Te Awamutu and Cambridge. In 2020, Hamilton was awarded the title of most beautiful large city in New Zealand. How very nice for it that it holds that title. But heaps of New Zealand's really nice. OK, so if I go the right way on my computer here and my mouse, which, you know, when I'm recording, it's never going to go the way it should let's get that straight this is the North Island of New Zealand and this is where Hamilton is um, Auckland up here is the biggest city and this is Hamilton and this is Wairaki, which we're going to talk about uh, shortly so if you go this route an uh, hour 52 so a couple of hours and Cambridge Te Awamutu Putururu, these are all things that we've just talked about Talked about. Mouth mush really bad today already. Sorry guys. But Bob has been unable to find his daughter. Francesca Martin, 42, known as Fran, was last seen at a petrol station in Hamilton on April twentieth, two 2005. Her white Nissan Pulsar turned up the next day, two hours drive away near the intersection of State Highway 1 and 5 in Waitaki. Bob said, All I want to do is get someone to come up and tell me I do know where she is and can get lucky and find that he's right or she's right, Bob said. All I want is my daughter and to bury her, nothing more. And we've talked about this before when a loved one is missing, how um, one of the hardest things has not been able to bring them home. Bob told Z's podcast, The Lost, that he's driven to Wairaki to look for Fran more than 100 times and spent his savings of $75,000 in his search. He says, I had big telephone bills. It was just a bit here and a bit there, but a bit here and a bit there over six years is a lot of money. This poor guy. Fran was last seen at a Celtic's petrol, st- uh, blah, blah, petrol station. <laughs> um... There is CCTV footage which shows she bought ciggies, took 30 bucks cash, and then left. But about 20 seconds later, it appears she came back in to ask for directions. Now, it appears that she came in and asked for directions. Nobody knows what she came in for um, 20 seconds later. There is a short clip of it, but, I mean, there's no audio or anything. There's also no mention of anyone speaking to the guy that served her uh, in the service station and asking him or her what was asked or said to him or her. So they're just sort of saying it appears she came back to ask for directions but they don't know. At the time a police said Friend was at the petrol station at 8 p.m but Detective Sergeant Matt Cranshaw who is in charge of her case now says she took out money at exactly 7 57 p.m an hour earlier. I don't know why that's important, but anyway. Cranshaw says the discrepancy between the petrol station timestamp and bank withdrawal could be because of the daylight savings. Of course it could. A truck driver would later report seeing a car like Friends passing him near the highway intersection at Wairaki at about 10.45pm. When he approached the intersection, Cranshaw says the truck driver looked up State Highway 5 towards Rotorua and saw what appeared to be the same car parked, inside lights were turned on, the passenger door was opened, Cranshaw says, that's the cop, from that he assumed there may be two people because the door was open, however he could not see inside the vehicle, now I want you guys to remember that line, from that, that the passenger door was open, he assumed there may be two people because the door was open, however he could not see inside the vehicle, Fran's car was to be found by police about 24 hours after she was seen at the service station or petrol station. Fran is described as a shy woman with a quick mind and photographic memory. In 1985, she had an accident and would later be diagnosed as schizophrenic and would take antidepressants. If this triggers anything for you, I will have somewhere you can call for help. Um with any mental health issues in the description box below, with everything else. Before she disappeared, Fran was planning to spend a couple of nights at a beach north of Raglan, so when her car turned up in Wairiki, Bob was confused. No one understood why the car was down there, he said. It's a complete mystery because it's the complete opposite where she was going, he says. We knew something was wrong, something had happened, I could feel that it wasn't good. At her house, clean washing ready to be hung out and clothes ready to be packed were found. Her pearls were up to date, Bob says. So, okay, she was going to go to this house in Ragland for a couple of nights, but she hadn't packed. They were still at home. So why was he... Uh, why did it make no sense where her car was found because he thought she was going the other way, but she hadn't packed yet? I don't know. The police search for Fran went on for weeks and Bob's search went on for years. He says, Bob, Dave and I, we went down and searched all the reserves that came up between Hamilton and Topo. Some of them are just south of Cambridge. We would always be ready to do some digging, Bob says. And some of the reserves you'd, well, the old style fridges, we used to open them up to see if anyone was in them. Can you imagine that? Um, Searching for your loved one, Coming up against old fridges and having to open them to see if your loved one is in there. The thoughts that must go through your head and the panic and anxiety must be just awful. Absolutely awful. Bob focused a lot of his time on a gravel road about one kilometre south of the Wairaki Thermal Valley after he was contacted by a Scottish diviner and two psychics who all independently said she was buried there. The psychics said she had been killed. What on earth is a diviner? I had to Google it. I had no idea. The diviner is the personification of good, abundant life and benevolence. The diviner foretells events and assists people to understand life. The diviner tries to find out what is going on in people's lives. The diviner tells things happening in one's life and gives reasons for those happenings. I'm not going to say much about that. Never heard it. Bob dug around the area that the diviner and the psychics said, hoping to find his daughter. On one occasion, a bulldozer operator volunteered his services. Good on you, mate. Shout out to you for that. But nothing was found. Local cafe cafe owner, Kathy. Sandbrook says she saw and heard suspicious activity in the area around the time Fran disappeared including an air piercing scream and a red ute with a white car parked beside it she's not sure exactly what day it was or whether it's connected to Fran's disappearance but thanks to RNZ's inquiries and RNZ stands for Radio New Zealand by the way uh, Cranshaw says police now plan to interview her about it uh, my only question there is: If she heard in a suspicious activity an ear piercing scream, why didn't she call police? I don't know. Do not know. Friends, disappearance is still being treated as a missing person case, and the police are keeping an open mind. Cranshaw says, he says we've got no information at this point in time that would suggest something sinister had occurred to her. Not to say that it hasn't, just that we haven't got the information to say categorically that there's more than her going missing. But Crenshaw says Fran also had mental health issues. There are some indicators from some of her close associations that she was actually really unwell at the time. There were indications that she was to be assessed by mental health a couple of days post her going missing. Okay, so there's no other articles that say or mention their mental health issue we do know on this channel uh of one or two cases perhaps that we've heard of that families have said police have focused on mental health issues of the loved ones rather than thinking foul play was involved i don't see that here um it's just a mention uh, so i'm not sure about that Bob is convinced Friend was killed, and despite the years, he's still determined to find her. He runs every morning to stay fit, he says, but petrol has become too dear. He can no longer drive south to dig. He says, I still get my days when I'm sitting here and I think about certain things and have tears running because they are happy tears too, because I think of the good times. You know, I'm glad I've got glasses on so you don't see my eyes. I'm really feeling for this guy. Um... Just absolutely awful. He says I just feel that something should have gone right. Instead of everything going wrong. And it just didn't. He says. It's just the way things go. But I do want to find her. And you know this is why. I have the channel. This is why you guys support me. And do all the good work you do. You know liking. Sharing. Subscribing. Donating. All of that helps. We want to these loved ones not to be forgotten and we want their voices heard. Uh, before we move on to, to the next article, if you have any information about the cases I cover, please uh, call Crime stoppers 0800 555 You can uh, call 105 or go to your local police station. If you have any cases, uh, suggestions, nzmissing at gmail.com.au. Um, Especially missing person cases, because, like we said, those are just hard to find. Um, so, any help is really appreciated. Come and see us on Facebook. Our Facebook team is amazing. They are so supportive. They share these videos to as many people as they can. We get them seen by hundreds of people with donations to help. Uh, real supportive, great team, and I can't thank them enough. I want to give a personal shout out this time to Kaya Rose and Dale who have donated. Thank you so much because it really is appreciated. If you want to donate, buymeacoffee.com forward slash nzmysteries. There's another couple of ways you can do that and they'll all be in the description box below along with all this other information. Bit of mush mouth there. Like this video please. Subscribe to the channel Hit the notification bell all so you can get updates or new videos and share this out when you can. Thank you to everybody. Uh, whatever you do to support the channel in whatever way, it is much appreciated that I'm not alone to fight this fight. Now, let's get on to this last article. So this is from the Rotorua Daily Post and then New Zealand Herald.co.nz. Police keen to put friend's case to arrest. So Freen left her home and drove to the Caltech service station on Naylor Street to buy ciggies but was never seen again. We know this. Her car was found abandoned the following evening at Wairaki, north of Taupo. A truck driver said he saw two people in the car which was parked on State Highway 1 near the intersection with State Highway 5 near Wairaki. Remember, in the last article, I said to uh, remember a sentence. So this is why. Only two articles that I could find about uh, friend's disappearance and there's totally two different stories from this truck driver, from what I can tell. I'm pretty sure in the first article, the truck driver said that he assumed there was two people in the car because the passenger door was open, but he could not see in the car. And here he is saying that he saw two people in the car. So, which was it? Is this the same truck driver or is this a different truck driver? I don't know. But how can you muck this up with only two um, articles and they're both different? I don't know. In the weeks following Miss Martin's disappearance, Taupo police scoured the area where her car was found. Neither ground nor air searches came up with any trace of her. Detective Sergeant David Beattie of the Taupo CIB said at the time police believed the car was only... Used as transport, they left the keys on the basen- Say that again. They left the keys on the passenger seat and friend's wallet in the car. He said, "Police offered to overlook charges of unlawfully taking the vehicle if the person came forward and told them where they took the vehicle from," but there was no response. Is it just me, or does it strike anyone else that the type of person? that would take a car if it was only to be used for transport only like the police believe, would be the type of person that would take friends' wallet and not leaving it in the passenger seat of her car. Mm, I don't know, let me know what you think in the comments below. So many contradictions Um, I wish I knew what the actual story was you know. Police offered to overlook the charges, move on Yesterday, Mr. Beattie issued a fresh plea for any information might help police close the case. He said, while it is highly unlikely that she will be found alive, it is important for the family and police to put this case to rest. There are many unanswered questions and I believe there is someone out there that does possess vital information and for one reason or another has declined the opportunity to contact police. Miss Martin's disappearance came 16 months after Palmerston North Woman June Sowerby went missing near Turingi. That is not a case I've covered, so that's one I'm going to be looking into. Her, she was 58 and disappeared in daylight near the Tongadero Bridge at the northern end of Turingi on Christmas Eve 2003. She was last seen in the car park just north of the bridge between 8pm and 8.30pm. She has never been found despite the sudden disappearance of both women police said there were no links between the cases right so what happened to Fran I mean we don't have a lot of information to go on because of the lack of information you know there's only a couple of um, stories or articles done about the story and then of course those two articles are contradicting each other so it makes things that much harder did she have some sort of mental health episode? Um, we don't know. I mean, it's only one source that said it. I've never seen it anywhere else. And Bob surely did mention it in his uh, retelling um, in the article there. Or did something nefarious happen? You know, if there was something nefarious and something bad, there was foul play, happened to Fran, and it was in her car, the person that was in her car, why would they leave the wallet on the passenger seat? Doesn't make sense to me. In the comments below, let me know what you think about this case. This is one that I, before I looked into it, had never actually heard of and um, so very interesting. Thank you so much guys for being with me again. I love how you support my channel and you support me. I'm going to see you next time, hopefully. I will find some more cases, and they're out there. I know they're out there. See you later, guys. Thanks so much. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today. Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb TV, and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, now streaming free on IMDb TV. IMDb TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available.